Nice. Yeah. So we've been gone for a little while, but uh, we're back. And you know we're not going to leave people hanging for Christmas. We always got to come with the heat on Christmas and bring some kind of weird shit into the world, just like that quote-unquote Virgin Mary brought the, the Lord and Savior in. Amen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beer and Bible. I'm Neil, the lead questioner, and that's it. And this is the architect, the architect, the builder, the 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 overlord, the overlord. of Beer and Bible, <laughs> the underlord. I don't know which one's better or worse. I don't know. And and I'm Chris, the super high function alcoholic, the official Bible reader. And shit, where's my? I don't have a Bible today. I have my phone. I'm being I'm being twenty first. 22nd century. What fucking century are we in? 21st. Well, I'm there. I'm there and bringing the heat. Yeah. So that's what I do. And what are you drinking tonight? What is your holiday stash? Okay. For those of you that don't know, I'm kind of a fiend for the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPAs. I got a tall boy from the gas station on the way here. So I'm finishing that off. It's the white can. That's always distinguished by the color. But following it up, because I had to have... Right. It's beer and Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so the follow-up is a Juice Force IPA, which is the orange can. Those are 9.5%. They 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 really, there's some head bangers. So they'll, they'll bang your head in the morning when you wake up, but they're fun. All right. <laughs> and it's fucking Christmas. I can't, I can't say it normally. Like, Merry Christmas. I mean, I don't do it on the streets. I'm not like, Merry fucking Christmas. I'm like, Merry Christmas. But like. I just like to imagine the Salvation Army people encountering you saying that to them. Like, what in the world? We can't, we should, but we also shouldn't video record ourselves doing podcasts like some of the other people do. Because for those of you who are only listening, which is all of you, Neil was doing the bell thing. <laughs> I, could, I knew where you were going because you were like, you were like shaking your hand around, and I was like, I was like. And then you said Salvation Army. I was like, he's not jerking anybody off. It's a bell. <laughs> oh. Spreading Christmas cheer one way or another. Yeah, we're gonna. I, we're not going to get into that tonight, but we will be getting into other very interesting stuff. So, as you guys know, with Beer and Bible, we, or mostly me, because I do all the research, I don't like the normal stuff. Like When I say normal stuff, it's where I tell you about Mary and Joseph, their wonderful baby Jesus, and how that all relates to God's amazing plan to save he's us all. He's such a good baby. Yeah. I'm sure he was like. I'm sure he. I'm sure his poop never stank. He's amazing. What if he didn't poop? Like, I, you know, the dude in North Korea, Kim Jong Un, or whatever. Yeah. Like, one of the rumors is he doesn't poop. Like, he's just like supreme, like in every way. Like, I, you know, he can't out Jesus. Jesus. Like, what if Jesus didn't poop? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, both both of them are a cult of personality. <laughs> We're off to a festive start here. Yeah. But as you know, I like to get really, really weird with things. So just a brief overview of what you will see on every Christmas special. Well, except the ones that are in Hallmark, because then Christmas is about finding your special spouse in flannel. Ooh, Jeopardy question. Yes. How many Christmas specials do we have now? This is me actually seriously asking, because I can't remember. 19, 20, 21, 22. This is number five. Uh, We have 25 Christmas specials. No, no. Oh, this is number five. Yeah, we do six a year. <laughs> five a year. We just fucking love Christmas. <laughs> nice. We're we're killing it, dude. What if we what if our podcast from here on out is just one episode a year? 
that's it's Christmas. <laughs> and we just switch ourselves to the Christmas podcast. And like all these families tune in and stuff. And they're just distraught like 10 minutes in. Just two minutes in. Just okay. are fucking confused. <laughs> New idea. We make a separate podcast. We post it under just a completely a com- different name. Just a complete stealth bomber. Just right to your fucking eardrums. <laughs> they don't know what's coming. Christmas Bible study for families. <laughs> Oh no, because that that would be just like leaning into it too much. We might have some, we might get some anthrax in the mail or something. I don't know if that's still a thing. There's probably more effective death delivery systems, but somebody'd be sending something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Overview. Overview right. of the Christmas story is you have this people that are Jewish, Israel. All of them are Jewish, and they are waiting on a long spoken or planned chosen one, the Messiah. And the story goes that there is a young virgin named Mary. Oh, damn, that's good. And then God comes, and she is with child Bangs magically. Not the way that it's explained. Like I like how both Matthew and Luke got out of their way to really make it clear, like, this was not sexual intercourse. But, yes. It's like a fish. He just swam over her and then sprinkled his sperm on it. I think that's how The way the Holy it. Spirit, set, uh, the way it's written in Matthew, I think it is the Holy Spirit hovers over her with an implication of motion. It's more like a bibbity-bobbity, like, like a fairy it, godmother hits her with the wand and like the sparkles put a baby in there. I mean, uh, please don't take the um, English vernacular that I say here and take it too far, but the Holy Spirit comes upon her. It is like a fish. <laughs> I told you not to do it, and you did the thing anyways. But yes, so she she becomes with child, and then there is her husband that she is engaged to, named Joseph, and they go to the Maury show. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the end, she says, "I, you know, I'm pregnant by God." There's a whole thing that helps with that, but he basically says, "Okay, cool." Well, we're gonna get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Christmas. We're gonna get into that. So, keeping things weird, this is probably the only Christmas special that you'll ever hear. Or you have heard so far, and that's my guess. Maybe you have heard some other crazy stuff. That we're gonna start in Deuteronomy. We're gonna jump to Deuteronomy chapter twenty-two, and we're gonna do verses I think twenty-two through twenty-four. If a man is found sleeping with another man's wife, both the man who slept with her and the woman must die. You must purge the evil from Israel. Stop. So, first of all, don't sleep with somebody else's wife. Everybody everyone dies. Di- everyone dies. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. So, like, think of that as, like, we're just setting, like, here's the subject we're talking about. First case scenario, this. So, now that we understand the first case scenario, we're going to go and talk in detail about, yeah, but what if, this is kind of like that, that whole, like, topic, sleeping with somebody else's spouse is a bad idea. Everybody dies. Could you imagine, like, some rom-com or some kind of like fucking romance movie or something where it's like oh but we shouldn't do it like we're both we're both married and he's just like yeah it's okay babe it's gonna be fun like let's do this and it's like but we'll both be murdered and it's like it's worth it <laughs> like no, do you think anybody like no you could even make a movie like, <laughs> just be like yeah no fuck you buddy <laughs> like, <laughs> only for cut yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's continue. So that's the, hey, here's the situation, and somebody goes, raises their hands like, but what about this case? If a man happens to meet in a town a virgin pledged to be married and he sleeps with her, you shall take both of them to the gate of that town and stone them to death. The young woman, because she was in a town and did not scream for help. The man, because he violated another man's wife. Wait, what? Yeah. You must purge the evil from among you. Wait, but how to? But if she's, but if she was a virgin, how had they know? 
It was another man's wife. So like, legally in the Jewish mindset, like they should have said, like you should, uh, if if man means for oh pledge to be married, I totally missed that. My drunk brain, sorry, dude, disregard. No, you're bringing up a good point. What's the big deal? They're just engaged. Or as we used to say in Bible college, that's not the ring that counts. You guys are like, wait, what? (laughs) Anyone who's listening is like, what are you guys doing in Bible college? (laughs) The comment was... There's a lot of rings. There was somebody looking over... There's only one to bind them, though. (laughs) Yes, yeah, that's... That's the wedding. I went to Bible college, and there was a guy, talked to a girl, and he was making comment that he had a really good conversation with her, to which another guy said, uh, yeah, no, she's taken. And he goes, I didn't say a ring. And somebody goes, uh, yeah, she's engaged. He didn't notice. And and the guy's response was, well, that's not the ring that counts. (laughs) So... (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Go for it, I guess. But in this case, they are considered legally betrothed. So to come through and then to sleep with an engaged woman, that is legally the same as sleeping with somebody's wife. So you're still dying. Yeah. 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 So there are three things that make a Jewish betrothal. One is money being exchanged. So that's the paying of the bride price to the family. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second one would be having a a bill written up of like, we are together. (laughs) A bill of sale. (laughs) That sounds really weird, but we we do call it a bill of divorce, a get in Hebrew. But yeah, yeah, it would be a a written agreement. Sounds like we're selling a sedan right now. It does, it does. Uh, And then the third way is through intercourse. Oh, that's the fun one. Yes, yeah. So there are some debates, and we're going to get into this a little bit further. But does the intercourse come after the gold, or is that like in lieu of the gold? Oh, no, because if you do the intercourse, then you got to come through with the gold. That is correct. That, that, see, that is, I, I done read some fucking Leviticus. Yeah, let's that, go. Uh, that is also in, in Deuteronomy. That is, uh, you know what? We're gonna hold on to that. We're gonna probably cover that some other day. Put that in our back pocket yes, for later. There is a way where you can do things out of order, or it doesn't mean that all three are n- necessary. Some rabbis were making the argument that you just need one of the three. Mm, I would probably go straight for the intercourse every time, and that is one of the arguments. That they one because I'm pretty much consistently broke, and two just because. It's it's fun. You can't really bang gold. You can, but... I do want to come back to this. Let's go ahead and jump to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together... What does that mean? I don't understand what that means. Just kidding. But before they came together, <laughs> she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. That bitch! Right, right. <laughs> Just kidding. So she's, she's her own woman. Let's go ahead and stop there. Oh, are we stopping yeah, there? Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Okay, so you <laughs> this see... This is the Maury show right here. So you see what we're talking about here is, according to Jewish law, you have, if a woman is pregnant during her betrothal, or if a woman sleeps with a man during her betrothal, you kill her, and then you have Mary, who's now engaged to be married to Joseph and now she's pregnant which everyone would see as like probably through a man mm. and I'm sitting here as a, like, as a good Christian. The results are in and you are not the father. <laughs> one of the my ah! one of my favorite thoughts about this whole thing as I've been thinking about this in preparation is like you have to realize that God is the one who wrote the law in Deuteronomy and then he's also so the he's one like that causing conflict. His ass is just sitting up in heaven, bored as shit. 
I, I just feel like it was poor planning on God's part. He didn't think this through. <laughs> like, what, what, Angel's like, hey, what, what's the idea? Okay, so they, they shouldn't sleep. Like, no one should sleep with anybody that's betrothed. Okay, like, don't get me. That sounds good to me. And then later on, it's like, so what'd you do? Uh, I put baby Jesus and this chick that's betrothed to get married. Didn't you write that rule, like, where she gets killed? I forgot about Like, I wonder, did God not think that through? Uh, maybe it was another direction, because it's like, you know, yeah, I, I can see, like, Jesus sitting up in heaven, and he's like, he's like, all right, Dad, like, it's my time. And he's like, it is your time, my son. He's like, I'm going to send you down, and you're going to do your work. He's like, now, now you're going to have to live as a man and die as a man. And he's like, I got this. I got this. And he's like, all right. Kicks him in his ass out of heaven. He's like, he's like, all right, all right. brings up one of his angels or something. He's like, all right, check it out. We're about to spice this shit up. He asked, he's gonna get. He asked for some shit. We're gonna give it to him. He just completely out of the gate, just starts some fuckery, just out of nowhere. He's like, he's gonna be born into a broken ass home, fucking on the streets. He's gonna be a carpenter like a motherfucker. Got no money. Let's see how he does now. Coming out of heaven. Bunch of hot naked angels everywhere, androgynous shit like everywhere, just harps. Fucking can eat all whatever he wants. And then you know, and then we're gonna kick him out into a broken ass home and some streets. At this point, I'm not even sure he's gonna be making it past the birth canal because <laughs> yeah. she's about to get stoned. Like if if you assume so again, for me, I'm looking at this going, God, we're really fueling the ni- like the nihilists here. <laughs> Just like the ant farm, like, hey, let's see what happens. <laughs> God the scientist. <laughs> I love God. Like we're the, the scientific theory. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> let's see, I made these rules. Let's see if these motherfuckers are following them. How let's do a little check. Hey, Jesus, I'm tagging you in. Hold on, are you saying because they didn't stone Mary with the baby Jesus inside that they were not following God? Like that was just a test from God. Oh no, yeah, God's just like well, we're not gonna sit, we're not gonna make this easy for him. It's like when you tell your kid, it's like, hey, don't touch that hot stove, and he touches it anyway. He goes, I told your little ass not to touch it. I'm gonna take care of you, but I told you not to touch it. And Jesus is like, no, I got this. I'm gonna go down there. We got this. I'm going to do, like, he's, and then God's like, well, you know what? And it's actually God's plan, too, so that's just, maybe that didn't even work out. God's, he's a, he he is a, he's, I don't understand. He is something else. Yeah. He is something else. Okay, so (laughs) you see the question that I have on this year's Christmas is, like, very clearly, according to the Jewish law that God came up with, Mary should die. Yeah. <laughs> if she like or at least he has now told everybody like, hey, if this if if you see a woman and she slept with somebody if and she's this betrothed, exact situation happens, kill her. Yeah. <laughs> this this exact situation that my son's gonna be born into. Yeah, kill her. That's that's my rule, that's my law. Right. Remember, I've killed people for a lot less than this. <laughs> like there was a guy that was like hoarding some gold in his den. Yeah, that's a whole other story. But <laughs> definitely read the Bible. It's full of crazy stories. It's great. Yes, <laughs> ten out of ten recommend reading the Bible. <laughs> Anyways, so here's the problem: is that nobody else knows that Gabriel showed up. Well, one other person knows, but like it wasn't like Gabriel came to the town. This is the angel that came and let Mary know she's going to be pregnant. It's not like Gabriel said, "Hey, everybody, just let you guys know." Like, Mary is a virgin still. She did everything right, but she's now pregnant because that's God. Like, Gabriel didn't announce that to her her family and her friends or to the court system or, like, write a legal letter being like, hey, God thus saith, saith. so what's Joseph going to do? And so my question is, what happens? Because a lot of times I've heard it pitched to me at churches is that 
it's like an unwed teenage pregnancy today where there's a lot of shame and blah, blah, blah. And she had to deal with this. And like, yeah, that, that makes sense in an American context, but Middle East is a little bit different than American context. Yeah. I'm not sure if I want to go ahead and go with that. So I did some sleuthing, internet nice. sleuthing. So I've got, I went back and started looking at some of the rabbinic writings. Something to know about rabbinic writings is, and this is just my own personal reasoning or thought on it is it's a little bit like paleontology. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of look at some of these things. You have to understand that these were written or attributed to rabbis in the 300s. Some of them get as close to 170 CE, but that's still 140 years after Jesus. So that's sort of like reading some of our current politicians and what they're writing about American policy and foreign policy and things like that and attributing it as far back to the 1850s. A lot has happened. There's a lot of changes. I'm not saying that those are not applicable because American culture is still American culture, just many years removed. Mm-hmm. I, but it is also the closest I can get. And what we're hoping to do is sort of piece it as close as we can to it. We should have a quote tonight from Rabban Gamaliel, who was one of the one of the rabbis or one of the main speakers that actually does show up in the Christian New Testament. So I say that to say that when we're talking about these things, we're getting as close as we possibly can to the time of Jesus that we have writing. So I want to be as, as historically accurate as possible, but I also want to recognize that it's not as historically accurate as I wish it was. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and I want to jump into, this is a section from Kiddushin. So Kiddushin is this whole rabbinic writing section only about betrothal periods. Mm. This is engagement. That's what we're talking about. Engagement. Yeah. And, and right now, Mary and Joseph are engaged. Yes. So that's the relevance of this. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Kiddushin 9b, and this is 8 through 14. By the way, 8 through 14 is not like Christian Bible verses where it's just like, oh, it's a sentence, it's a sentence. These are paragraphs. So we're going to be going through this. I'm going to try and explain it the best way I can. I recommend reading it or just listening and then ignoring my stuff because I'm trying to do this the best I can with my understanding through it being interpreted into English for me. The Gemara, just another Jewish writing, answers that the verse cited by Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, which again, a couple hundred years after Jesus, I think 370-ish, I think, or 200s, 200s being so 150 years after Jesus, Hanasi is insufficient proof that a woman can be betrothed via intercourse. So just betrothal, just by oh, having sex. Oh, he's knocking out the third option. He's saying no, no, he's saying, he, yeah, he, so he's saying that not. Now, these rabbinic writings are generally writings of people arguing. Yeah. So don't think that this is all Jewish thought. These are different Jewish people arguing with one another. This is kind of like if you would put it in modern context of like, um, I think Methodist churches might be going through this right now. I know the Catholic church is pretty much made a decision, but if you talk about like say uh just for example like homosexuality within the church like yeah i think there's a big divide right now in the methodists maybe or there's there's some denomination where like half of them are saying this is fine the other half are saying like no and then but basically like not to say we sat on one yeah or the other that issue but like to say this is like this is a guy who is in within the Jewish Jewish discourse, church, just quote unquote, yeah. and saying like, no, this is what the law means. This is what we're supposed to be doing. So yeah, it's going to be a contentious thing. It's going to be two sides saying something. So this mm-hmm. is his opinion. Right, right. Got and it. we're going to be going back and forth with a lot yeah. of these rabbis. Here's what I would do. As I, put it, I put it in idiot speak real quick. <laughs> I'm glad because I'm, there are going to be a bunch of words that you might have to be like, stop, what's that? Yeah. So we're reading, I'm going to be reading straight from Jewish texts that has been, that have been translated into English. Yeah. And we're going to be hitting a lot of rabbis and some of them, they're all... So don't get confused. This isn't in the Bible, listeners. This isn't like, 
what's law in the Bible. This is like the how they're interpreting the law. Right. And this is within 400 years of of Mary so this in this is situation. Close. This it's is closer close than we are. It's close as we can get in understanding their, the, this yeah. culture. So Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi is, insuff, uh, is insufficient proof that a woman can be betrothed via intercourse. That is as if this halacha, this way of doing the law, were derived only from there. I would say that she is not considered his wife unless he first betrothes her through money. So he pays the dowry, the, the bride price, and then has sex with her. Then it's official. Indicated by the phrase, takes a woman. That is, acquires a woman is the way it's written. And in, in, that is in the Bible, acquires. Uh, and then engages in intercourse with her. This is only va- the only valid mode of betrothal. And intercourse alone is not enough. Therefore, a verse states that a married woman and teaches us that intercourse by itself is a valid means of betrothal. So there are other people arguing that it is. That's all you got to do. Just sleep together. Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel objects to this, says, The above suggestion that both money and sexual intercourse are required for betrothal cannot be the correct interpretation of the verse. When a man takes a woman and engages in sexual intercourse with her, this is because if it is so, that a woman can be acquired only through both betrothal and money and intercourse. The case of one who engages in intercourse with a betrothed young woman, this is the the verse that we're talking about, this Mm -hmm. is their comment, uh, concerning which the merciful one states in the Torah that he is punished by stoning. So his argument is, you're trying to say that you can you can be betrothed with intercourse, or you have to have both money and intercourse. But this verse here we're, that we're talking about tonight yeah. would require money, and then she's still a virgin. So he would say that means that she was betrothed, even if intercourse has not yet happened. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Uh, so Joseph is sitting this sitting on the side like shit. Yes. So how can you find a case where he is liable to be punished in this manner? Rabbi Abba Bar Memel elaborates, if this is referring to a case where he betrothed her with money and then engaged in sexual intercourse with her, she is a non-virgin, and the punishment of stoning applies only to the one who engages in intercourse with a betrothed young virgin. So Joseph would have got fucked up in that case. I think he would have been okay. Oh, because he didn't have intercourse. Yeah, So they'd have had to stone God. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Stoning (laughs) God. Uh, Did not engage in intercourse with her. This is nothing, as the betrothal has not yet been completed. The rabbi said before, uh, before Abaye, you find it in a case, Abaye, you find it in a case where he betrothed her with money, and then he betrothed the man, uh, and then the betrothed man engaged in intercourse with her in an atypical manner, i.e., Anal intercourse. Ah. Yes. Ah. Despite the fact that she is still a virgin, because of the anal. You're in trouble either way. The betrothal has taken effect by means of this type of sexual intercourse. There's a question about whether or not anal is or is not sexual intercourse that now constitutes her as officially married or not. Hmm. So this is what we're getting into. Because it's Christmas. So now they're arguing about that. <laughs> yeah. So despite the fact that she is still a virgin, the betrothal has taken effect by means of the, of, uh, of this type of sexual intercourse, anal. So Abaya said to the sages, the verse cannot be explained in this manner, as Rabbi Yehuda and Hadnasi and the rabbis disagreed only in regard to another man, i.e. whether the woman is considered to be a virgin after engaging in anal intercourse with another man. By the way, I am quoting, just 
Just to be aware. You're like, what in the world? Could you imagine this in the middle of a synagogue or something? Honestly, <laughs> I kind of can. <laughs> but with regard to her husband, everyone agrees that if she engages in intercourse in an atypical manner, again, anal, with her, he has rendered her a non-virgin. So she is no longer considered a virgin uh, with regard to the halakha, that is the way of doing the law, that is like the, in regards to the rules or the way that the Jewish culture is approaching this, of a betrothed young woman. The Gemara clarifies another Jewish writing. Uh, what is the dispute to which Abaye refers, as it is taught uh, in the another writing here? This is in Sanhedrin, a different tractate. I like it. If ten men engage in sexual intercourse with a betrothed young woman, and she is still a virgin, as they engage with anal intercourse with her, they are all punished by stoning. Hmm. I'm surprised you don't have anything to say to this. No, no, no. I mean, I've seen it. Or. Uh... <laughs> It's online somewhere, <laughs> somewhere to be seen by whomever. It's probably that? happened. What was that with Mac? That's disgusting. <laughs> Where? Yeah, yeah, that's disgusting. Where do I find this person? <laughs> it's I don't know. It's on one of those those websites. But there are so many. Which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Always sunny. Uh, Always, oh man, uh, such a good show. Uh, all right, so. <clears throat> So th- I, again, I'm like I'm like locked in right now. That's why I'm not saying anything. I'm like I'm I'm in it. I'm in the right, story. Yes. I, I need to know. Okay, so we got the we got the ten men <laughs> who have had intercourse with her, but yeah. she's still a virgin because it was anal intercourse. Yeah. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi says, "I say that the first one is punished by stoning, as he engaged in intercourse with a virgin young woman." So they're saying like because he is officially the the first the first yeah then he is going to get stoned, but all the others are punished by strangulation. Oh, well, that's sucks, too. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, well, they made a choice. Once the first man engages in intercourse with her, she is no longer considered a virgin. There we go. Even if he is engaged in only anal intercourse. Hmm. I actually added the only by accident there. But you guys are going to be fine. Uh, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzach said in a different answer to Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel's question, you find a situation where a man engages in intercourse with a betrothed young woman is punished by stoning in a case where he betrothed her with a document. So remember, there's three things you could do to, to get betrothed. You pay the dowry price, you write a, a bill of, like, not bill of sale, bill but like sale. A, ke- yeah. ke- a ketubah or something like that. Which, by the way, I, I heads up everybody, I've been living in rabbinic literature for the past couple weeks getting ready for this. And they actually, they talk about how uh, if a man writes a like writes this document, she has to consent to everything in it. The the girl that's going to be betrothed to him, she consents to everything. But if she is not there to consent to everything, but it's all written in her favor and it's agreed upon that everything's in her favor, then it's okay. Hmm. So let, let me put it this way: Wait, can she not consent to it? Oh yeah, she, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Oh cool. yeah, because I was like, I was here. I was like, I've you heard, have to consent. I've heard one rabbinic opinion is that. If you were to go to your wife, then you guys are not married. You go and you propose to yeah. her. Uh, there would be a moment where she could say yes or no. We actually have a take. She could have said no to you when you proposed. Yeah. And then at the wedding, she could have said said no. Oh, wow. So there are actually two opportunities, just like there are today. There were two opportunities back then for a woman to say no to her husband. Mm. But from what I understand is that because he's the one who initiated it, he's locked in. So he can't. Oh, gotcha. So he can't back out. Once. No. Yeah. Once that once he's made the commitment and signed his name to Ketuba, and uh, which is the the document saying, "Hey, this is everything our, our agreement." And then when he goes to get married, same deal. Um, I don't know if this is Ketuba or not. I might be getting this mixed. By the way, if anyone's like Neil, that's not the like the Ketuba comes at the marriage, not the betrothal. 
I don't know, correct me in the comments, go on our social media, send me me a message. I know you guys are out there. (laughs) I'm not going to name names, (laughs) but I know you're there. Anyways. Holler at us. Let us know. Sorry for the interruption. This is future Neil just going back to the Ketuba issue. And from what I can tell at the time, the Ketuba was the marriage contract. Currently, Ketubas are still given, and those are usually presented at the wedding, or at least from my experience. If anyone else has more information or knows more details to this or wants to correct any of that, please send us a message, find us on Instagram, reach out. would love to hear from you and be able to share that with the rest of our questioners in our audience. So thank you very much, and back to the episode. The point is that there is a document that's saying, hey, I'm going to give this to you. So you find a situation where a man engages in intercourse with a betrothed young woman who is punished by stoning in a case where he betrothed her with a document. Everyone agrees that since the document, i.e. the bill of divorce, so that is saying, we've talked about this in a previous episode, where a man could give a woman a bill of divorce that officially says, we are divorced, you can now marry somebody else. Mm -hmm. That is a very important protective thing for women, Mm -hmm. to have something that says, legally, I can get re- I can get remarried I can do these things that's pretty unique too because like or like that's eye-opening for me because if you think about a lot of these like old religions and stuff you think of like a very misogynistic like architecture around the religion where it's like all on the man's side and like the woman's just kind of like an item or something or, or just kind yeah. of like like you think that or you think that's what it looks like or you hear you know, that's kind of the idea, I think, or the stigma that surrounds that. So to, like, hear stuff like this, like, really shows, like, Judaism is a very, like, a balanced it, thing, it's, you know, where it's not all just, I mean, I'm not trying to point fingers at anything else, but, like, you know, it seems like the woman actually has some pretty fucking solid rights in all of this situation oh yeah she really does eventually one day we will get more involved into some of the jewish torah and we are fucked if we ever go into leviticus yeah and it's gonna be fun but your brains are gonna be mush and it's gonna be interesting <laughs> well i mean as we're going through this you're saying your mind's being open and i remember i think it was your wife who said i want to study leviticus i want to study the torah <laughs> and I, from what i understand you have said that reading Leviticus helps you understand Matthew. The whole thing. Yeah. Once you've been through Leviticus, once you've been through the grind, everything else makes sense. It's like, wow, this shit does not sound as crazy. Because, you know, you'll be, somebody will throw out a flippant, like, verse or comment or something and be like, oh, well, like, um, you know, rape is this, or like a woman's place is this, or this and that. And like, oh, yeah. once you've been through Leviticus, you're like, no, it's a very, like, two-way street like it it is in fact a lot of things actually lean towards the woman in like society or the household as far as like decision making and Mm -hmm. being a leader and stuff like which is funny too because if you look at a lot of christian churches a contentious thing is like female leadership right church which if you look at uh judaism if you look at the torah like there's a lot of like equality within like oh, all yeah. of that stuff and we are going to get into that further okay cool let's jump in the gun again yeah no we're it's it's i just love that we're all on the same page and yeah. you're inviting everybody into what we're going to be studying here further so a let's bill of divorce it. so all right everyone agrees it's a document a bill of divorce completely <laughs> removes a woman from her husband without the need for an additional act i can just give her a bill of divorce and that is official that is everyone understands you're divorced. I don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. 
run a marathon or something. That would be crazy. Lawless divorces, we had to do that. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know why they came to my mind, but like, imagine <laughs> if you want to get divorced, you have to climb Mount Everest, then it's official. But anyways, this is a situation where they're saying, because a bill of divorce is good, that means this betrothal can happen just with a document saying that we are going to get married, which would also play to the people that are poor. Like, poor guy <laughs> wants to marry a poor girl. He doesn't have the money, and the family's like, you know, this is a good match, blah, blah, blah. Do we have to have a betrothal? Do we have to? They can negotiate or just give, we're just going to do a document mm -hmm. and make it easy. So... Uh, the rabbis are saying that still stands completely removes her from her husband without the need for an additional act. It also completely brings her into the state of betrothal. If a young woman is betrothed by means of a document, she can be a betrothed young woman while remaining a virgin. Cause this is the whole thing of, can she be, maybe what they're doing is they're having sex and therefore they are betrothed, but not living together. That's an earlier conversation when we were in this gotcha, conversation. About gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So the Gemara returns to the different derivations of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi and Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan, who maintains the mode of betrothal through intercourse, is derived from the verse, if a man <clears throat> is found lying with a married woman, what does that have to do with the verse? When a man takes a woman who engages in sexual intercourse with her, and this is a later on verse in Deuteronomy, the Gemara answers, he requires that the verse is a different halakha, the way of doing a different practice, a, do, mm -hmm. a different Jewish practice, as he maintains that it teaches this woman can be acquired through intercourse, but in a Hebrew maidservant cannot be acquired through intercourse. And then it continues on for a little bit longer. But we already see... If you've been listening for a while, real quick break, if you listen for a while... You probably already know what halaha is for anybody picking up. God forbid you pick up on this episode as your first one. I mean, no, not God forbid. Like, that's fine. And you should stick it out to the end. But you're going to be a little confused. But halaha is a recurring thing. And it's your practice. Kind of yes. like you follow the law. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, how you practice. I'm so glad you're here <laughs> to catch that. <laughs> so going back back into it. Back okay. Because it. so, it, it, you keep, and, and you're doing a good description, but for like, that's our vocab word of the day. Halaha. Halaha is how you practice the law, how you carry out your faith. All right. Now that we've talked about anal intercourse and paperwork, <laughs> I feel like this is a good stopping point for right now. For our Christmas special. Yeah, put a, put a little pin in it. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to this. So part two. Make sure to catch part two. All right. Thank you guys. Look forward to catching up next time. And we missed you. Merry Christmas. Christmas.